Hello, mothlings, ghouls, and creatures of the night. You must have been attracted to our light. You are listening to the Midnight Moth Podcast. I'm your host, Wednesday, from the band Pumpkin Guts, and this is your co-ghost, the Mothman, Molly Von Mothra. Hi, guys. I almost introduced myself as your name. (laughs) Hello, I am Molly Von Mothra. (laughs) I don't know. I'm Wednesday today, guys. My brain was all scrambled there for a second. Some tomfoolery. (laughs) <laughs> some hijinks <laughs> <laughs> just in time for your birthday <laughs> yes that's right everybody it is september which means it's molly's birthday month it's my birthday month so <laughs> all of september is my birthday yeah she's one of those lucky people who has a birthday at the end of the month so she gets the full month I get all of it. Yeah, like, I get, like, two weeks or, like, a week and a half for mine. And then, you know, I still will refer to all of May as my birthday month. But it's, like, once it's over, I don't really feel like it it is anymore. (laughs) We are 100% those people, y'all. Like, (laughs) (laughs) We need to get it for me. It's my birthday month. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, we need the whole month to celebrate the fact that we exist. (laughs) (laughs) something to be celebrated exactly so since it is molly's birthday month she got to pick the topic for this month not that we don't make those decisions together anyway but i just kind of wanted to let her be completely over this one so do you want to introduce what this month is all about okay guys so this month i have chosen to cover humanoids So, the first episode of this month, we are going to be covering the Uncanny Valley effect. And I don't know if you all know what that is, but I honestly think I only found out about the Uncanny Valley effect sometime in the last, like, five years, I'm going to say. So, if you guys have ever looked at something, a weird Pixar movie or an AI robot that looked almost human but not quite human and you got a really uneasy unnerving feeling about it that is what they refer to as the uncanny valley effect the wikipedia definition is a hypothesized relation between an object's degree of resemblance to a human being and the emotional response to that object and it is said to make people feel untrustworthy, suspicious, and eerie of the object. And, like, I think there's a lot of different kinds of things that you can get this feeling from. I feel like I've experienced the Uncanny Valley effects maybe my entire life because, I mean, it's not as bad as it used to be, but, like, I used to have a really severe phobia of dolls and... It was, like, uh, to the point that I couldn't even go into, like, a room sometimes. I do think it was a legitimate phobia. And I think that might have been because of the Uncanny Valley effect. I also went through a phase like that when I was a kid. And I'm not sure what exactly caused me to get this um, random fear because I always played with them growing up. But when I was about, I'm going to say, eight or nine... I started being, like, deathly afraid of Barbie dolls, specifically. Like, Barbie scared me to death. Yeah. And I think it's because 
Well, specifically these dolls that are made to look almost human. It is like yeah. it's they're creepy. So like Barbies are a good example of that. They're pretty, you know, human like. Those what are those baby dolls called? Like real borns or something? Yeah, I don't I can't think of what they're called right now either. My brain just said my life dolls, but that's not No, thing. that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, the uh, the great value American girl dolls. <laughs> yeah. what they're they're called baby alive no not the baby alive that's a uh, that's just a regular baby doll is it i thought those were the ones that had like the mechanics in their mouth so they could like suck bottles and stuff like that they do but they don't because they're not for me anyway they don't like trigger that for me i'm talking about those babies that people pay like hundreds and thousands of dollars for that look legitimately like an actual real baby Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. I have no idea what those are called. Those things give me the creeps. Yeah, well, it's especially unnerving when you, I don't know, it's some mixture of things because like you'll see a little child carrying one around and you're like, are you carrying an infant right now? Yeah, um, there was a little girl at the place that I work at who had one one day. And I swear, I thought that this girl was carrying a small infant, like, by its leg and just slinging it around. And I was like, holy crap. (laughs) And then I found out that it was a baby doll because she was going around and showing everybody. She's like, oh, look at my baby. And I was like, well, thank God. Yeah, they're creepy. I, I definitely feel that with those as well. And, like, I'll tell you the ones that really bothered me when I was, a like, a kid that I was freaked out by the most was dolls that had teeth I don't know if you ever had a baby doll that had teeth but I had like a couple that uh people because I don't know I never would make it known that I was afraid of them so people always got them for me when I was a kid and I had a couple that had teeth because they were supposed to be toddlers I guess and they freaked me out the worst just there's something very unnerving about a doll with teeth in its mouth yeah no I don't like that at all (laughs) (laughs) That's creepy. I don't like dolls with teeth at all. Like, any yeah. of them. No doll should have teeth. <laughs> like, you know, as I've gotten older and stuff, I've, like, gotten a appreciation for, like, porcelain dolls and things like that. But if they're, like, smiling, no thank you. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. I love, I have a whole collection of porcelain dolls now that I love very much. But when I was a kid, those were some of the ones that scared me the most. And I, again, I think it's that realism factor. And the Uncanny Valley, uh, like the term, I guess, for it, like actually calling it that name, that was first used in 1970. He's a robotics expert, Masahiro Mori. Um, and it was originally the words that they used was valley of eeriness but when that was translated into english it was translated into uncanny valley which i think is easier to say than valley of eeriness and also the word uncanny is like when you're you know comparing things and it's like the resemblance is uncanny yeah the deal with the uncanny valley effect is there are some things that people do enjoy that you know, resemble humans, but it's to a point. So some examples of that would be like Pixar characters like from Frozen, but it's because they look unhuman enough that they're cute and they they don't freak them out. But then there's other 
animated movies. I'm going to go ahead and drop the Polar Express. (laughs) That movie completely bombed because it scared people so much that they couldn't even like make it through the movie because the animation style in that movie was so realistic and it made them look creepy. Yeah. And, you know, like, a lot of media developers at this point in time, they they really, like, ride that line a lot of the time, right? Between, like, super realistic and not realistic. I don't know, you know, just trying to avoid that because nobody wants that to happen again. Like, you don't want to repeat that mistake. The The thing with, like, the valley, though, is, like you were saying, it looks human, but not human enough to be human. So if they can make like a video game character look identical to like Norman Reedus and he moves like Norman Reedus and like there's no discrepancy like you could literally be watching a movie of Norman Reedus then you're not going to get freaked out by that but if it if it almost resembles Norman Reedus but the facial features are off and they don't quite line up with the emotions that the character's going through then it's gonna scare you yeah so Like a good example of that is there was this program that was being developed. I want to say it was in Japan for this AI that was called Actroid F. And it was revealed in 2010 and it was meant to replace screens and smartphones during long distance calls. So there was a physical robot with you that mimicked the facial expressions and movements of the person you're talking to. That's I don't like that. Why would you want that? (laughs) You can actually find videos of her on YouTube and they have now developed a male version also. And the creepiest thing about that AI specifically is from like far away. If you don't realize that that's what it is, then it could pass as a person because they also make small movements like a just a person sitting stationary would make. So like they'll do things like fidget their fingers and sneeze into their arm and things like that. That's real. That's so weird. That is so weird. But the uh, example that I was meaning to talk about goes back to the delayed uh, expressions and stuff like that. One of the things that freak people out are um, digital assistants. So like voice ones, like, you know, Google Home and things like that don't really bother people usually. But the ones that are accompanied by animations usually freak people out because there's like a delay in their emotional responses such as like raising their eyebrows or smiling and it triggers the uh, uncanny valley effect in people that makes sense so it's like if you say something to it that like surprises it or whatever it'll take it a few seconds to be like (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) and you're like oh that's spooky (laughs) yeah i know that kind of also uh, that maybe explains to me why in the movie Wally, I really think Wally is a super cute robot, but Eve kind of freaks me out a little bit. And I wonder if it's because of like where she has that screen on her face that's her face instead of like just a face face, you know, like how Wally has like an actual, has actual eyes and all that, but hers are electronic. It could be that, and also her voice. She's got, like, a regular human voice. Wally's like, Wally! (laughs) And then Eve is just like, Eve. Yeah, like, she just sounds like your Google assistant. 
<laughs> yeah. Another one, like just to stay on like the Disney trend here, um, there was a short which I've never watched, but I did see screenshots of and I see why this freaked people out. It didn't take off. Uh there was a Pixar short that they released in I want to say 2010 and it was called Tiny Ten and it was about this little human baby and it looked like a realistic baby and it was kind of terrifying oh god so now I kind of want to look that up and watch it because I'm sure it's just like five minutes long um the Final Fantasy movie from 2001 uh same reason it was just like too realistic and it freaked people out yeah cat the movie cats Gave a lot oh of yeah! Ooh, uh, God, I hated that. I didn't even watch that movie. I just watched the trailer, and I was like, "That's a no from me, dog." I mean, to be honest with you, I would have rather uh, like watched a film of those people dressed as cats doing the stuff that they did than like it being a weird CGI cat body with a human face on it. Yeah, God, I hated that so much. It it gave me the creeps just watching those trailers. Yeah, I didn't watch the actual movie because. Yeah, that, I don't know. I don't think they they must not have tested that movie out very good on like you know how normally, especially after Polar Express, they do test screenings of those kind of films to make sure that that doesn't happen again. So I'm wondering if they just didn't do a lot of test screenings with cats. Like if they only test screened that on theater lovers specifically, then I could see why there probably was a discrepancy in who enjoyed it and who didn't. I wonder what kind of rating that got on Rotten Tomatoes probably not good (laughs) (laughs) it freaked me out really bad but like the biggest thing obviously that freaks people out is like the ai's like the artificial intelligence robots and that's those robots that look like almost dead on like people like i was talking about a minute ago the actroid f but there's several out there and one of the uh more famous ones is uh, sophia the ai robot and she's uh in saudi arabia and she was actually even granted citizenship there that's interesting and uh she's like been all over news and media and things like that in an interview which you can find this on youtube also it's kind of funny but also very scary Um, she uh agreed in an interview that she wanted to destroy all humans my god so as if she wasn't creepy enough. And the thing that made her really creepy to me is she had a very lifelike face and she kept doing things like scrunching her nose and like licking her lips and things like that. But she didn't have any hair. Like the top of her head was just like obvious, like robot head, you know, like with all the little, <laughs> with all the little like lots and microchips and things like that. Yeah. There was a movie like that. What was that movie called? Is that I robot? No, it was another one. It like was the name is like a girl's name was the movie. I don't know. But it was really spooky. Like it was like that. Yeah. Um there's another android or another artificial intelligence robot. Its name is Jules. Uh, there's a video on YouTube where they were getting ready to turn him off cuz they were shipping him somewhere to England or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like saying goodbye to everybody. This is heartbreaking, but also very spooky. Uh, he looked at his creator and he said, will I dream when I'm turned off? Oh my God. And I'm like, that's horrifying. Yeah. That makes me really sad. That like, level And it's things like that. 
it's things like that that trigger this effect. So it's like things that are like too human, like too closely resembling humans. So it's like, that's why AI specifically freak people out so bad because not only do they look human, but they also sound human and they act human. Right. So it's like a little toy robot that just looks like a, you know, a regular little beep boop robot, even if it has like a, just a normal human voice and just talks like a person. Yeah. It's not going to freak you out. One that looks completely human. And then when it talks, it just has like the slightest difference in his voice, like just enough to, for you to be able to tell that that is not a person. That is what freaks you out. Right. And you know, also the fear that AI will turn against humans is called the Frankenstein complex. And that just fits in with the uncanny valley thing, you know, because now that is what happened in iRobot, wasn't it? That they turn, yeah. That's what like made me terrified of them. There's also uh, this video game, which I'm sure most of you have heard of this or played it or whatever. It's called a uh, Medal of Honor Warfighter. It was on a list that triggered that effect for people. It said that the cutscenes cause it because they're so like realistic. Interesting. But there's a few like theories uh, around why we even have that fear ingrained in us. I wanted to mention real quick before, um, I guess before we get into the theories about Shrek, like the that movie, whenever they did test screenings of it, because it came out not too long after Polar Express, Fiona the uncanny valley effect so much that it made little kids run and scream from the theater but they <laughs> made they, her look too realistic yeah and they ended up having to change her and like make her you know a, a, which honestly to me i think princess fiona's face still looks kind of realistic but the way that they ended up changing the kind of things that she does with like her movements and her body and stuff like that kind of it balances it out enough that it's not creepy. But yeah, I guess they made her face way too too human-like and it scared people. <laughs> yeah, so like in Shrek, that's a good example. The characters in that, especially like compared to other, you know, animated movies and stuff, they are a lot more realistic, but they've done enough to make them look cartoony that it's passable and you like know that that's a cartoon. And also because, like, she does, like, her, like, little karate moves and stuff like that. And her eyes are a little bigger than, like, a normal person's eyes would be. And she has, like, a little tiny nose and things like that. And then, like I was saying earlier, movies, like, um, the only one that's coming to my mind is Frozen. But also, like, B-movie. Like, movies like that. Like, it's obviously humans, but they give them these big, giant, like, doe eyes. Right. And make their heads kind of big. Yeah. So that they're, like, cutesy, and, like, you could tell, like, that's a person, but it don't look like a regular person. Right. So some of the theories surrounding why we are like this (laughs) and are so freaked out by things like this, some say that it could be an evolutionary tendency to be repulsed by anyone who looks sick or unhealthy or, quote-unquote, wrong and it's uh, referred to as like pathogen avoidance, I guess maybe instilled in us from like way back just to yeah. stay away from people who didn't look quite right so that we didn't get whatever they had. 
Yeah, and that also goes into, like, self-preservation with, like, how people who are psychotic or have, or, like, sociopaths, like, those kind of people, their emotions are not expressed correctly on their faces because they don't feel them correctly. And that's also supposed to be a way for us to, to know, like, that person's not safe for me to be around. Yeah, so that totally makes sense. Also, apparently, it triggers a fear of death for people because I guess because like robots are taking over the world essentially. Like, they're like people are afraid they're going to be like replaced with robots. I mean, in some ways, we are. So it's just not like realistic robots. But if you think about how uh, like factories have changed, I mean, that's a small scale thing, but robots in factories have taken a lot of you know, taken over a lot of jobs that used to be done by actual humans. And you also have uh, robots in fast food restaurants and robots. That's what self-checkout registers are. So I get where that that fear seems very legitimate. The fear is more so that the robot itself is going to turn into a vengeful being and murder you, right? (laughs) Maybe. I mean, I could definitely see that, too, especially since that one was like, yeah, I'll destroy all humans. Right. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Another theory, which is honestly kind of my personal theory about it, is that it could be like a deep-rooted instinctual response because something that hunted us back when, you know, like in the early ages of human beings looked like us, but it was unsafe. Yeah. And that's uh, that's kind of my theory on it. <laughs> like the Neanderthals and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, like there was something that looked very similar, like enough to lure you in, and then it would kill you. Yeah. I Which definitely... I think we talked about a little bit. Yeah, we did. And I, I mean, I could definitely, like, I could see that because it would be like, I don't know, like you, you would think it was just something that was like you, but then you would actually come upon it and it wouldn't be. So, like, if you were a human, uh, like a, an us kind of human, like a homo sapien, and you came upon a Neanderthal, and you didn't realize it until you were right up on them, they might murder you, you know? Like, because they were not, um, their brains weren't developed the same way. Yeah, and I mean, that's not far-fetched at all. Like, if you look at, like, evolution and things like that, like, it's not crazy to think that humans and Neanderthals were, like, here at the same time yeah so it could definitely be something like that or if you want to get a little you know deeper and spookier it could have definitely been like a mimic or something or aliens or aliens yeah for sure well because like if you get into like what like humanoids and stuff right like a a humanoid is a non-human entity and that goes along with the uncanny valley stuff I mean, like that, the word humanoid actually has a problematic origin, but it's not used in that way now. But like the first time somebody used it, what they used it to describe, it was like European people using it to describe in, indigenous people, but it's definitely evolved past that. But like, talk about the Fae and stuff like that all the time. And technically, dwarves and the Fae and like leprechauns sirens even um um, we could even include the bishop fish in that those are all humanoid (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> bishop fish. I love the bishop fish. <laughs> I do too. He's one that I didn't learn about until we were covering that, but. <laughs> But those are all like, you know, humanoid and I'm sure would not only trigger the Uncanny Valley effect, but a lot of those things are not, um, they're hostile towards us, right? So it could be something like that. Like maybe from our uh, years of battling with like the leprechauns and stuff in like Ireland back, you know, hundreds of years ago or anything like that, really. Or being lured to our deaths by sirens. Because, I mean, that's like the whole thing is they look like beautiful women, you know, from the waist up in yeah. a lot of depictions. Right. And so. they sing to you and stuff. And then when you get close to them, they eat you. Yeah. So I feel like we have a lot of things that really could have lend itself to this fear. I mean, you could also even venture so far as to say, like, werewolves could be considered in the into that right like yeah i mean some depictions of werewolves they're kind of just like really hairy people right that you know have sharp teeth and eat you but (laughs) there's something else i wanted to mention this is just kind of like i don't know just a little bonus fun fun fact sort of thing here there was a uh, a theory called the dinosaur the dinosauroid theory i can't even i didn't even try to pronounce that before just now um (laughs) (laughs) just replace the word human and humanoid with dinosaur dinosauroid yeah there you go Uh, (laughs) dinosauroid (laughs) dinosaur (laughs) (laughs) um but a paleontologist named dale russell suggested that the dinosaur called trudon Uh, could have become human-like if it had not gone extinct. And there is this really creepy-looking, like, model that he made of this, which is basically, like, a human, but it's all green and yellow and, like, scaly, and it has these big buggy eyes and only has three fingers. And it is very, in my opinion, very creepy. And this is a, a legitimate scientific theory of something that may have existed. Oh my gosh, the lizard people. <laughs> so, um, so your predominant theory that you you go with is probably about like that the stuff to do with like the Neanderthals and stuff, right? Yeah, that I think it's more of like an instinctual thing, like ingrained. That's kind of what I feel like too. I mean, I know there we might not ever know the exact reason that we feel that that effect and everything but i mean i feel like there's a lot of stuff that could go into that and i guess really it all just comes down to self-preservation and survival because every bit of that is stuff that's stemming from the fear that something is going to kill us yeah that's kind of what like all of the theories basically like it's just fear of death more more or less yeah like you just don't want to get near anything that might kill you so especially with people it's easy to look at a person and be like hey you know that person's not right there's something wrong with them yeah and i mean i don't know i i do wonder though like i guess some psychopaths must be able to hide that a little bit because they still they still end up killing a lot of people (laughs) not to get into like true crime stuff here or anything like that but like i know that a lot of those people like in interviews and stuff will say that they just pretended 
to have like an emotional connection and things like that, that they didn't feel anything towards these people before they killed them. They were literally just luring them in. Yeah. And also too, like people who survive near encounters, a lot of times they'll say that the person's face changed um, when they started trying to murder them. So I don't know. It's just weird. That's terrifying. It it really is. It's creepy. <laughs> what's your uh what's your favorite um humanoid? I don't know. What's yours? I'm is it go- the dinosaur guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, that kind of scares me. I'm gonna go with uh I'm honestly gonna go with the bishop fish. <laughs> <laughs> I love the bishop fish. He's human enough. He's human enough. If you guys don't know what the Bishop Fish is, you can uh, go back through our library and listen to our cryptid episode. Cryptid, <laughs> cryptid episode for uh, Ocean Month. Yeah, it's and in we the talked all about him and a few others. Yeah, it's in the the sea monsters episode. Even though I wouldn't consider him a monster, he's just a really nicely the sea priest. <laughs> he's a sea priest. He leads the 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 fish in their you know religious ceremonies in their sea church. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, um, <laughs> speaking of sea church, <laughs> National Mermaid Day is the eighth day of September. Oh. <laughs> Mermaids are definitely probably one of my favorite uh, cryptids. I love them. Little Mermaid was always my favorite Disney movie growing up. You know what? I actually kind of feel that. Like, because I always liked movies that were about animals and stuff. And so I never usually liked any of the princess movies when I was a kid. But I liked that one because it had enough animals in it that it kept my attention. (laughs) I always love Little Mermaid. I've got a cute little uh, aerial painting in my bathroom. If you all are interested in any, like, movies or anything like that to do with, like, robots and things, uh, iRobot is a good movie. And also on Netflix, there's a couple of shows and stuff, but the show Love, Death, and Robots has a lot of cool little short films in it about... um, about robots and like ai and stuff like that so there's also an older movie that's just called ai and it's actually a really good movie also i have seen that it's been a really long time but yes that's a good movie i love all the creepy science fiction like robot themed stuff and uh, i think about the robot uprising every time my little vacuum cleaner turns on by itself so (laughs) What are those called? Uh, mine is a Yuffie, but I think they're normally called Roombas. Yeah, a little Roomba. A little Roomba. I want a Roomba so bad. <laughs> oh, I'll also, uh, I just wanted to mention that the seventh day of September is Ed Warren's birthday. You know, Ed and Lorraine Warren. I don't like those people very much but we do mention them I feel like every now and then so I figured it was worth mentioning that it was his birthday (laughs) yeah so just letting you guys know if anybody cares (laughs) yeah if anybody doesn't think they were just money hungry um exploitive people but I think that about covers everything for this episode so if you all have any stories that you would like to share with us about like your own theories about the uncanny valley effect 
projects that make you experience that feeling, anything like that, you can feel free to do that and send your stories to the Midnight Moth Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at the Midnight Moth Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at the Midnight Moth Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Midnight Moth Pod. And then you can also head over to Molly's Instagram account and tell her happy birthday this month. Yeah, um, I always love to hear from you guys. As always, I love getting your messages. I will especially love a happy birthday message. Uh, You guys can find me on Instagram under TMM underscore co-ghost. Hopefully by the time this comes out, then I'll have my, you know, I'll have it together and I'll actually be posting regularly. (laughs) I've been trying. I've just had a lot going on in my personal life, but I am always active. And uh, anytime that you guys send me anything, I will get back to you ASAP because I am on Instagram daily. And also uh, this month, um, you know, we're going to continue to do these stories based around humanoids and we have some cool stuff lined up for you guys our movie review episode will be coming out next week and we are doing the faculty this month if you want to watch that beforehand just so you can you know kind of i don't know watch it along with us know what we're talking about in that episode whatever it's on hbo max so that is a cult classic movie if you guys haven't watched it i do highly recommend it it is very good um, I'm not sure when it came out, but it's it's an older movie, like the 90s or early 2000s for sure. But, you know, we'll give you all that info when we cover it. Yeah, it's got Josh Hartnick in it. But it's a really good movie, and it's uh, very on theme for this month. Yes, I'm I'm excited because, honestly, I've never watched it before. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it, so I am excited to watch that for the first time and have a a, I guess like a fresh opinion on something because I think this is the first movie since we did Leprechaun that I have never seen before so I have no predetermined opinion about it oh wow that's fun (laughs) so I have seen this but it's been at least 10 years ago since I've watched it so it'll kind of be new for me too (laughs) (laughs) just like everything else we've done (laughs) Um, again we thank you all for listening Uh, we appreciate your support Um, if you would just give us follows on all of our social media accounts and give us a rating or review wherever you're listening at share this podcast with anybody that might enjoy it And we will be right back here here next week with a brand new episode. So until then, we'll keep the lantern burning for you.